Welcome to Real Authors in Real Time podcast, where we explore the world of writing, publishing, and book promotion. Your host, Carmen Renee Berry, co-founder of Berry Powell Press, is a New York Times best-selling author and has been on Oprah and featured in Newsweek. She helps aspiring authors create top-quality books that transform lives. Join Carmen and her guests as they share insights and experiences in publishing and learn how to bring your message to the world. And now, Carmen. Today on my podcast is Dr. Katsura Suzuki. She's an international author. She writes from a global perspective, and she has a very interesting book we're going to talk about today called The Invisible Gift, A Breakthrough Mindfulness Methods to Strengthen and Repair Relationships. Thank you for coming on the show for us. Thank you very much, Carmen. Now, I want to give a little background to how the Japanese culture works a little bit. Now, I've lived in Japan, Mm -hmm. but now knowing Katsura, I realize I missed most of what was going on around me. For example, I went to a a tea ceremony, and to me, I didn't know what was happening, and I just thought, this is really bitter tea. I can't wait till this is over. So I missed all the meaning, and we're going to be going into that. One of the things the Japanese do is they add the word or the phrase do at the end of, of, a, of a noun. And so that's why we hear of judo or taekwondo. When they put do on it, it means a lifestyle. You make a way of life about it. And Katsura has coined the phrase kankedo, which is the way of relationships. So let's talk about that a little bit, Katsura. Let's talk about how you learned the way of the tea ceremony when you were a child. Your mother was a tea ceremony master. When did you start studying? Um, I started like a five years old girl, which is usually, you know, the people in Japan is studying like 20. So it was really very small. I didn't understand like anything at the beginning. And how long are these tea ceremonies? It depends, but like four hours from start to end, the ceremony itself, but you have to prepare before, you have to do different uh, preparations, so it's just very long. So as a five-year-old and a six and a seven-year-old, you were expected to sit and meditate and cooperate through these ceremonies for four hours long. Yeah, that was really unbelievable. <laughs> I think about it, yes. <laughs> Everybody else is out playing and you're sitting there right, pondering right. the tea ceremony. Right. Um, but you asked your mother why she liked to do this, right? Why, isn't this boring to you? And what did she say? Um, I thought it is boring, cliche, repeating the same thing, quiet, and you don't see what's going on. But she was really happy because she was doing the way she wanted to be with the people. And it was symbolized in the tea ceremony itself how you behave is communicating with others. So we might just pour a cup of tea, Mm -hmm. but for your mother, 
Tea was a way of life. It was a lifestyle for her. It's how it was her paradigm, how she viewed the world. And that was different than the West. I mean, I tried to think of something that's similar, and there just really isn't something that is like a dough in, in Japan. So for her, being a tea ceremony master was her identity and how she related to people, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's what she wanted for you. Exactly, because I was the only child and uh, she wanted me to succeed her business. And she was so happy doing this. She wanted me to do the same that I'm so happy as well. And were you happy? No, not at all. I didn't (laughs) want to do it. I just wanted to go for a play with other kids outside. So, yeah. So what was the secret she told you? Um, she said one day uh, she will tell me a secret and I got very interested because I felt very boring and she said what she's doing is present and this present is the highest uh, level of the present because you don't see. You don't see the present <laughs> and you he, you say it's like the highest level of the present you can give. So it was mysterious totally at all. And what did she call this? She said uh, it's an invisible gift, right? And that's where you got the title of the book, right? The Invisible Gift. Exactly. Right. So when you turned 18, did you become a tea ceremony master? No, I just kind of ran away at the end, if I recall myself, because I didn't see myself to do the same thing like my mother did. I was not happy, so I just stopped doing this because you you just don't want to anymore right right so you went out on your own journey and you developed your career in finance and was very successful in in Switzerland but you weren't necessarily happy is that right that's true um you know I went out from Japan without knowing how to swim in the ocean I knew how to swim I had to do what my parents told me and then I went to the Western world without knowing how to live there. So it was like looking, what can I do? And then I was lucky working in a very good company. Everybody was working like a workaholic. And then I saw that's the way to go. <laughs> so you followed sort of the Western view of success. Yes. Achievement, status, finances, money. Exactly. And competing and win and number one and... You know. So what did you do when you realized you weren't happy? I was kind of burnt out and I started to go to counseling. And then it was kind of the time I felt like I'm allowed to be myself because I was showing kind of off to be strong or clever or whatever, right? And that's when you circled back and you discovered or rediscovered the wisdom of the tea ceremony. Yeah, it was taking so long time, but I felt like always counselor tell me how to solve the problem. And I felt totally alone. I was kind of depressive and she started to teach me how to, maybe you can do yoga or meditation. And then I started to do it. I like it. But it was not enough because you are calmed down by yourself. But 
then suddenly I understand my mother told me this calm, this quiet kindness to yourself you can bring to others. And that, you know, was a starting that I realized how important message she gave me when I was a little. Yes. So this is the breakthrough part of this book that I think is is really remarkable because meditation in the West really is calming yourself down. It You imagine a person sitting alone, breathing and exploring their inner world. But what's unique about the tea ceremony is that it is interactional. You actually have a cup of tea that is being made and handed to you. So it's a meditative practice that includes interaction. And that's what you are uh, offering in this book, is that it's not just meditation for yourself, but it's meditation and a mindfulness practice to strengthen your relationships. Yeah, exactly. You communicating with this kindness to yourself, to others. And this is the praxis life. That's why my mother liked it so much. It's not just having a tea to give you and then you you sip, but it's things which you don't see. That's what my mother meant as an invisible gift. So when you give someone the invisible gift, do you like say, I just gave you an invisible gift? How, how do you know if you're giving it? You know why it is invisible is because the people who got it, they don't realize. But after a while you feel very happy or you remember at the time you met that person, you get some warm feeling. And this is totally invisible, but this is a love which everybody in the world need and it's people are looking for, looking for. But if you can do to by yourself, to you and to others, it's, you know, it's very easy, but you have to be mindful all the time about it. Yeah, one thing you say in the book is that if you're agitated, and upset, you cannot give the invisible gift. You need to be calm yourself so you can observe the other person and they just naturally give them what they need. You don't get a thank you card or anything. It's just that interaction and the relationship becomes stronger. Exactly. So the gift that you give, the invisible gift to you is that you feel good. It's nothing to do that you get some price or you get, you know, the word, but it makes you happy. And this is the point. And if you are not calming down, you are agitated. You know, even if I wrote this book, I also, if I'm agitated, I can do it. <laughs> so it's very important, mm -hmm. the pre uh, preparation to be able to in that situation. Now, the method that you've developed has five steps to it. And it's based on the principles of the tea ceremony. I have used this method personally. I have a friend who I've known for 30 years, and we really had a big falling out last year. It was very upsetting to both of us, and but we were both committed to the friendship. So I actually brought the book and I said, okay, we're going to go through these five steps and see if we can't help and repair the relationship. And I can tell you that it worked. 
it's amazing. We're really good friends. We still, you know, we have, have our moments. But the method actually works. And I recommend people getting this book if you have a, a troubled relationship or you want to strengthen a good relationship. Yeah, that's great experience you had. It's kind of good manual if you are very agitated, even if you think you are all the time calm, you can uh, learn from it and you can practice right away. Now, there's one interesting historical element to the tea ceremony that I'd like to focus on here at the end, which is that it was developed by the samurai. And the samurai were very violent. Mm -hmm. But what they did is they created the tea house and the tea ceremony where everybody had to be calm. They had to take off their armor and there's a little door that they had to put their heads through and trust so that there was safety. And I think that's an amazing concept because the very first concept of your method is safety. If you don't feel safe in a relationship, you really can't go further. I think it's an interesting element that they were the ones who created the tea ceremony, the way of the tea. Yeah, if you think that if different samurais get together, you can be killed right away. But to go into that room, you have to scroll in. It's very little, called the Nijiriguchi. You have to really go in without any luggage, sword, also helmet. So you just go like naked. And of course you have a clothes, but... And this is like a sign we are unarmed, go in, in a space. We share the same, we have the same level. And this gives us safety to talk and to be calmed down. And then it was also used for the secret meetings. If somebody's interested in this book, how can they get in touch with you, Katsura? I have a website called drkatsurasuzuki.com. DRKatsurasuzuki.com without any doubt. And also Facebook as well. And uh, also with the name LinkedIn. The book is The Invisible Gift, a breakthrough mindfulness method to strengthen and repair your relationships. Thank you so much for being with us today, Katsura. Thank you very much for your time and then let me join for this call. If you like our program, send us a comment and visit us online at barrypowellpress.com.